This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. Yo, what's up? This is Jonesy of Weird AF News. Today's stories are the following. Caffeine overdose when a man had five coffees and goes berserk at a local cinema. Also, a dummy spends an entire week in virtual reality. Lastly, China's goths are protesting after a woman was told to remove her distressing makeup before getting on the subway. Protesting Chinese goths. That's what's up for today. It's Thursday. I'm Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, the only daily news that's weird, also hosted by a comedian. Yeah, thanks for joining me today. A caffeine hit. A man who had five coffees goes berserk at a cinema in Hastings. This is in New Zealand. A man having a reaction to coffee threw up in a movie theater, squirted water at people, headbutted a staff member, and then resisted arrest. How much coffee you got to drink for this to happen? I mean, I drink copious amounts of the Joe, and I've never, never felt the need to headbutt somebody. I just, it just never came. I mean, I probably could do my best headbutting, like all hopped up on some caffeine, because I could give you like a, well, if I'm really hopped up on caffeine, I could give you like multiple headbutts in like a very quick amount of time, like rapid headbutts, like, and then I could, and then I could run away, because I'm. Because I'm all hopped up on the caffeine, plus I'd be afraid that you would get up and then kill me. Uh, I wonder what happened to this fella. It, see, it could have been an adverse reaction to caffeine. I guess people could have that as well, or too much caffeine. Let's find out. Bruce Roy Ellery, age 43, pleaded guilty char- for charges of common assault and resisting police and making his coffee too strong. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so apparently Ellery, not usually a coffee drinker, entered a... A theater after drinking five cups of black coffee in a short period of time. Why would you do that if you're not usually a coffee drinker? Five cups of black coffee and you're not usually a coffee drinker? What's wrong with you? Are you asking for trouble? Are you asking for some sort of personal devastation? I don't understand why you would do that. He threw up in the foyer of the theater. And then he helped the staff clean it up with a mop and bucket. (laughs) Then he walked over towards the counter pushed a staff member out of the way, made his way behind the the counter and took four bottles of water out of the refrigerator. He pushed another staff member. (laughs) Then his caffeine-fueled behavior escalated. Well, I think it's already escalated. If you're throwing up and then helping them mop up and then stealing water, what sort of escalation comes next? I can't imagine. Did you crap out a dragon and then fly away on it? Like, how did you... <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, he began to drink from the bottles of this of this water and then squirted members of the public with it. What the hell? The manager of the cinema approached him and he became aggressive. Headbutted the manager in the face. The manager suffered a sore nose and a lip. The police were called to the scene. 
When he was informed that he was under arrest, Ellery pushed the officers and ran away. He was confronted by another officer and again ran away, but then tripped. <laughs> Apparently the officers had a very hard time holding him down and handcuffing him as well. Wow, is coffee the new the new bath salts? Is that what's happening here? I want If I drink this much coffee, am I invincible as well? Can you take bullets in the chest? It took three officers to handcuff the guy. Oh boy. Ellery later told the police that he was, quote, stressed out and sorry for his actions. Well, if you're stressed, five cups of coffee isn't the way to go, you know? You know what you do when you're stressed, right? You sip, you, you, you plop yourself in a nice comfy chair. You uh, listen to Weird AF News while smoking a fatty. That's how you... That's how you decompress. Not five cups of coffee. That's coffee. That's opposite. Opposite, right? That's opposite when you're stressed. Well, a spokesperson you'll be happy to know from the Ministry of Health. Let's see what these health experts tell us to do. They recommend drinking limited amounts of liquids which contain caffeine. Yeah, what do you know about my life, ministry? I'll drink as much as liquids that contain caffeine as I feel like it. Here's a quote from the ministry. Tea and coffee both contain caffeine, which is a stimulant. Tea, can, tea contains tannins, never heard of that, which lower the amount of iron that the gut absorbs. Whoa, come on now. Do you really know that? That sounds like fake news to me. Therefore, the Ministry of Health recommends drinking only a moderate amounts of tea and coffee. There's like a gazillion times of, kinds of tea. You can make tea out of any plant. So what are you talking about? You're going you're to make a general statement that all tea contains tannins? I defy you and your claims, ministry. I usually do defy the claims of any ministry. It's just sort of like on principle, you know. What are you, a ministry? I defy your claims, ministry. Show me the receipts, bitches. You should be careful with your drinking. Well, I think most of us are reasonable human beings. We have our coffee. We take it to the limit. We're like, I know how much I can drink. It's usually till my hands are shaking. And that's, that's about the right amount. Anything more than that, you're risking headbutting an usher, apparently. Um, but yeah, you should you should watch your coffee intake. But just don't be stupid. Like five cups of black coffee in a short amount of time, you're just a moron. So, so the lesson is, I don't need to hear from a ministry. Just, you know, don't be a moron, okay? A man spent an entire week using a virtual reality headset. A man has spent a whole week in virtual reality as part of an experiment described as, quote, Quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever done. I'm sure. I'm sure. Jack Wilmot, the co-founder of VR Studio Disrupt VR, spent approximately 168 hours in a virtual world, which was continuously live-streamed on the site Twitch. With the windows of his home blacked out, Wilmot set about experiencing virtual reality to the extreme. When switching between cabled or wireless headsets, he even closed his eyes to ensure that he remained immersed in the virtual reality world. In fact, the headset that he used even had a camera fitted to the front so he could see his apartment, yet not directly. In a video detailing his experience on YouTube, he explained that adjusting to his new reality was very difficult at first. Day one has been trying to get used to my new schedule in virtual reality. Even the simple act of grabbing my coffee on the desk is a little bit difficult. Did you drink five cups of this coffee in virtual reality? What would happen? Overload. Here's more of his 
diary of being in virtual reality. After keeping it under wraps for a number of weeks, I finally announced my experiment. It was received with criticism and encouragement. Having a 24-hour live stream, I'm not used to having eyes on me at all time. What I found was solitude, specifically in the African savanna. Wilmot said, what does that even mean? He went there in virtual reality into the savanna? Wilmot said that at times he could choose whether or not to play alone or with other people online, and it was very easy to communicate with others through a virtual reality landscape. It's very easy to find your tribe, to make friends, to communicate with others through a virtual landscape, where it's no longer through a digital window, but actually being there with them. This experience, he suggested, is one of the fundamental principles of virtual reality, experiencing a very real human connection with others via a digital medium that one would normally associate with direct contact. Is this a positive thing? Is it? People aren't going to leave their damn apartments. So I don't know. Following an intensive week's worth of virtual reality, he said that he did not experience any significant side effects or fail to grasp reality itself once he returned. Admittedly, he did experience some dizziness, but that quickly passed. I'm sure there's side effects. I don't believe that. I'm not buying that for one minute. There's got to be some side effects. Did he sleep in virtual reality as well? Does he sleep in... Spending such extended periods of time in a virtual environment is not advised, says an expert. Now, last month, this subject was explored as part of an inquiry into the effects of immersive technologies by the Department of Culture, Media, and Sport. Sarah Jones spent two days using a virtual reality headset in 2017 as part of a study into the psychological effects of VR and AR, Her study found that the impact on the individual was not as significant as she expected. She said, I was interested to see whether I would wake up and not know that I was in a virtual virtual world and that didn't happen. Well, you only spent two days in it, so that's not like anywhere near what this guy spent. But then he says the same thing. He says, he's like, when I came out of it, no issue. All right. Well, I guess I, I don't have that experience. So what can I say? It seems weird to me to spend a week in it. Like you come out of it and have no side effects. I feel like you would... There would be some residual effects of that for at least a day or two, I'd imagine. Well, this is something to consider because we, we may be spending so much of our time in virtual reality in, in the future. I'll probably be dead by then. But, you know, our grandchildren might be spending like pff, entire weekends in virtual reality, you know. Which is probably, I, I, I'm guessing it's a bad thing unless you're getting some exercise. I mean, I just imagine people with it. Just these fat, our future humanity, a bunch of fat blobs with virtual reality headsets on, just drinking smoothies and, and just sitting there like a lump of waste product uselessness, sitting in virtual reality. All your friends are there. You don't have to leave your, your chair to experience your friends or watch like, a, like, I don't know, sporting events or anything. You just, hey, I'll meet you guys there. Okay, I'll meet you at the stadium. All right, we'll watch the football game. Just waste products. It concerns me. This is a very negative view of virtual reality, but it's something that I that I think about sometimes when I think about where humanity's going. I'm I'm a, I'm a deep thinker, guys. Maybe it's the maybe it's the cannabis. China's goths protest after a goth woman was told to remove her distressing makeup on the subway by authorities. China's goth community, did you know they had one? Apparently they do. Well, their goth community has united 
in an online protest after a woman was ordered to remove her dramatic makeup before being allowed on the subway in order to avoid distressing her fellow passengers. Oh, China, man. They don't let you do anything. like You can't do this kind of stuff. Even my, my roommates from Japan, he's even told me, like, if you've got a bunch of tattoos or you color your hair red or green or something in Japan, they, they don't, they've kind of frowned upon that. I don't, know, I don't necessarily know if they don't allow you on the subway, but it's, uh, it's a thing, man. They kind of want you to, they want you to toe the line in these countries. There's a lot of pressure to toe the line. And I guess if you, if you really step across it with your looks, they will um, do things like this in China. So in a post on Chinese social media website Weibo, the woman who remains unnamed recounted how subway security in the southern city of Zhuangzhou, Zhuangzhou had stopped her from traveling because of her heavy eye makeup and dark lipstick. The woman recounted how a female security guard called her manager and said that, said that her makeup was problematic and really horrible, telling her to remove it if she wanted to get on the subway. Now, here's a quote from her. As a Chinese citizen, I'm hoping to use this relatively public platform to challenge the authorities. What laws grant you the right to stop me and waste my time? She wrote. If you are able to cite one, I am willing to pay for a banner to hang at the subway station, which reads, people wearing gothic Lolita clothing are not allowed to ride the subway. In response, thousands of Weibo users have begun posting selfies of themselves in full goth makeup and dark clothing with the hashtag, a selfie for the... Zhuangzhou Metro. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I love when stuff like this happens. It's like you act like an idiot and then you get some backlash on on social media. The subway wants to be a, the subway wants to be a jerk. Well, here you go. We're just going to make fun of you, subway. This is China though, so I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going they're going to do whatever they want to do. The Chinese government does whatever the hell they want <laughs> pretty much. Zhuangzhou Subway has since apologized. Whoa, did they really? And they suspended a staff member involved. I'm so surprised. Well, that's good. Influence. But it has not not been enough to stop the growing social media backlash calling for a wider social acceptance of subcultures in China. More than 5,000 people posted solidarity photos of themselves in goth makeup, which in China is often referred to uh, as a, quote, Lolita fashion. Oh, I was wondering why she used that Lolita term above. That means Lolita fashion. I wonder what that comes from. It doesn't come from the Nabokov book, right? So where does it come from? This is a subculture popular in Japan and increasingly now in China, influenced by Victorian and Edwardian children's clothing. Oh, I see. Oh, it's not about the goth makeup. It's about the clothing. Okay, so they put goth makeup on their face and they dressed in Victorian children's clothing. Yes. You know, you should be able to dress however you want. I mean, China's kind of trying, China's like obviously behind in this, but like, you know. They got issues over there. They got they got a government that's very very much has its uh, it's got its thumbs in your personal pies over there for sure, for sure. So I like to see when stuff like this pops off over there, and that the government kind of does something about it. I'd like to see them do more, but it's going to take time. But that's what's great about the uh, great about social media and the internet. You can like create a little online protest, and then sometimes the, uh, the oppressor will back down a little bit. Um, so more of that.
If you want to send me, by the way, a photo of you dressed in goth makeup in in a Lolita costume, um, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Just put a bunch of goth makeup all over your face. Send me a selfie. That would make my day. <laughs> you could do it on you could send it to me on Instagram too, at funnyjones. I don't know, just seeing if you'll do it. <laughs> Yay! Well, I want to thank you guys for reaching out to me, uh, specifically Michael in Dallas calling in about that uh, 14-year-old transgender story that I did. Uh, also on Instagram, a couple people enjoyed my Monty Python female voice impression, and that makes me very proud. Um, Shia and John gave me some props on that. John wrote specifically, you just did the Monty Python female voice. So funny. One of your best. Well, thank you. Thank you. I throw some impressions out there occasionally, accents. I'm not the best at this stuff. It just keeps me from being completely bored. Um, and I do love the Monty Python female voice. I always thought it was so funny that there was, it was men doing that. <laughs> and they would just go over the top silly with it. It's just so funny to me. Uh, some people reached out on Facebook. Uh, Nadine Muck wrote, I listen every night and I think you are hilarious. Thank you, Nadine. Adam Fairbarn wrote, hey, man, listen to you every day on the way to work. Hilarious. You get 10 boners out of 10. That's That was the best compliment of all time. 10 boners out of 10? Hell yeah. That's how I lay it down. Also, James Byrne. Um, Jim from Phoenix says, Dude, after listening to your Jules penis cleaners and pole erection themed show, I had to chime in about my vasectomy. The doctor was numbing me up with the rubber band gun thing. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do. The doctor was doing his thing when the when the yelling started. I swear on everything that is holy and true that the guy in the next room was getting murdered. Imagine a grown man screaming in pain at the top of his lungs. I'm picturing blood being sprayed across the walls. My doctor pops his head in and says, Well, I hope yours goes a little better than that one. Then I see plumes of smoke. And yes, I did smell something burning. I was like, my balls are on fire. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's what I was thinking. The idea of getting... Snipped in March is a brilliant idea. I applaud the idea of it. I got broken in June. It was crazy hot. Keep on what you're doing, brother. Love the show. Jim from Phoenix. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for sharing your vasectomy stories. If anyone wants to share, what a strange thing to re- to request. Hey, if you guys have any personal vasectomy stories you want to share, just send them, send them in. <laughs> I did smell burning too, which is very alarming. No one was screaming in the next room. That would have made me probably stop the whole procedure. Like, you know what? I think I'm going to pass on this. But there was definitely enough. The smell of burning when your uh, when your balls are cut open is a little is a. It's, it's just not what you want to. It's not a combo you want to experience for sure, for sure. Thank you guys for reaching out. You can reach out anytime. The phone number here is six four six four five zero twenty twelve. The email is funnyjones at gmail dot com. On Facebook, it's comedian Jonesy. Instagram at funnyjones. Twitter at funnyjones as well. If anybody's in Reno, I'm doing shows all the way to Sunday, so reach out to me on uh, one of these messaging platforms, and I will put you on the guest list, you and your friends. Just feel free to just do it. Just reach out. It's totally cool. Or, you know, maybe you're in the area. You're not quite in Reno, but you want to drive over. Just hit me up. I'll give you free tickets to a comedy show. You can see me and my buddy headliner, Adam Hunter, from The Tonight Show and Last Comic Standing. He's fantastic. Uh, you'll have a great time. And Reno's pretty fun, by the way. I'm having a good time. It is the, what is it, the biggest little small city in the world? The smallest, the the largest small, the biggest little, biggest little small city? The tiniest, biggest, shit. I should know that. 
Anyways, uh, hey, check out my Patreon. Forgot to say that. I'm going to say that one more time before I leave. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, where you can get some extra weird stuff that I do on the side. Interviews, videos, prank calls, this kind of stuff. Stuff I don't do on the podcast. Uh, so check that out as well. You can uh, buy Jonesy a cup of coffee a day. And if five of you, five of you can get together and do the Patreon and buy Jonesy five cups of coffee today, then I could get some crazy berserk OD coffee action, run downstairs in the hotel lobby and headbutt a bellhop, you know? Because, <laughs> I mean, what else is caffeine for? Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael from Iowa City calling about the Canadian court that ruled against the father by saying that if he interfered with his child's decision to transgender that he was abusing the child and you firmly stood against that and said no that's not child abuse well i hope you're not taking a beating from some of your callers on this because uh, i have to defend you and say that even though you've decided to have a vasectomy uh, and um, not bring children into the world i think that's proof that you would have been a very good father and the reason for that is because you defended uh, the rights of uh, children by saying that uh, if you're under age 18, you can't make health decisions for yourself, and that's why you would have been a good parent. You know, in America, I don't know about Canada, if you're under age 18, you can't enter into a contract, and you can't make health care decisions for yourself in most cases, like having your tonsils out. Uh, you have to have the decision of a parent enter into those things. So I think uh, the problem that we're going to run into here is that people are going to say if you're um, lesbian or homosexual, you know that at an early age, you feel that all your life, and you know that from a young time, you wouldn't want to have to wait till 18 to make that decision, and they're going to say the same thing here about someone who wants to transgender. They need to know that. uh, You know that at an early age, and the problem here is that you need to start taking hormones at an early age before your body starts developing, Uh, you know, before you start growing breasts as a girl or, you know, you start growing hair and your voice starts lowering as a male. So you need to get those hormones started at an early age before those body transitions start. So I think that's the the issue here. Um, So that's the reason they want to do this at an earlier age. It's a tough decision. It's a tough call. And um, I'm not defending that in one way or the other. I am a parent, but um, I think those are the issues that come into play here. And so um, I'm not looking to convince you one way or the other, but I think that's the issues people are going to come into uh, on this matter here. It's tough because if you're underage, um, there's, you know, a lot of health considerations to come into play, and you can't make other health care decisions on your own. It's just tough when the courts get involved and you've got lawyers and outside people that want to start getting their fingers into the family matters here. So um, it's things to think about. Um, you know, you don't want your children becoming sexually active at too young of an age. You'd like to, for them to wait till they're 18. They don't really have the uh, mental capacity to make those decisions. They're not mentally capable and able to make all those tough decisions, but we all know kids. Hey, Josie, this is Dallas from Minnesota. I have to weigh in on that uh, transgender rights for children, meaning I am a parent. And the funny thing to me is, you know, when you look at the statistic and really realize uh, what 
a child thinks of when they're younger, you realize that that change, that changes can happen. And uh, a lot of the uh, children who have been pushed into becoming transgender realize later as an adult that they made a mistake and now there's no turning back. I know a lot of transgender people will claim, well, you know, the uh, if, if all they, they're taking is, uh, uh, you know, um, things that stop uh, the, the development, that it's all reversible. I, I don't... I don't see the case of that. I don't see any proof or evidence of that. I think it's all just BS that that's being being taught to us. Another thing to really consider, I mean, when my daughter was young, and, and some of these kids are, you know, five, six, seven years old, and the parents are already transitioning them to being a female or being a male, other than what they're assigned as uh, or born as. I hate the word assigned as. You're born as a certain gender. Um, I, I think back to my daughter. When my daughter was six, seven years old, she acted like a cat. So should I have at that ter- term decided, oh, well, you're a cat. I'm going to start filing down your teeth and making them into cat-like teeth. I'm going to feed you cat food. You know, it's ridiculous. And and people don't look at it that way. They don't they don't really look at the at the scenario that the kids are kids. You know, if you're 18 plus, go for it. I'm I'm still not going to gender you the way you want to be gendered unless you look the part so much I can't tell. But if I can tell that you're a man dressed as a woman or a woman dressed as a man, I'm sorry, I'm going to relate to you as the gender you actually are and not the gender you're pretending to be. I know this is very offensive to a lot of people, but, you know, it, it, it still goes along the same line. Why do we accept, we full-heartedly accept people pretending to be a gender that they are not, but we refuse to accept someone pretending to be a species they are not. Same thing goes in the play. You're thinking you're something you're not. That that to me is a mental disorder. You know, I have nothing against people who want to transition, but it is a mental disorder if you firmly believe you're a female when you're a male or you're a male when you're a female. If, if, if you can transition and fully verify, hey, I am actually a man who would want to be in a female's body, then, then I have a lot more understanding for you than, than, than if you want me to believe this imagination that, that you're some gender that you're not. But uh, when it comes to 